Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by Caliber Mind. This is the podcast for B2B marketers looking to uplevel their skills to succeed in leadership. Jesse Willett, thank you so much for being back on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. Uh, great to be back here. First of all, I love this show. Uh, I've recorded it earlier on in my uh, journey here, but uh, Jesse Willett, I'm founder of Lead Magic, which helps people uh, be relevant in the primary inbox. We've got a couple of products out there. We've got one for sort of uh, telling you who's on your website. And then we also have another one for uh, helping you uh, set up domain names and do uh, sort of data uh, loading into some of the other uh, sequencer tools. But, uh, you know, I'm here to talk about this big problem that's coming up uh, February 1st. Jesse, today I'm excited to expand on yesterday's conversation and give people some tactical tips on what they can do now that, that they're noticing that this is a looming problem. What can people do yep. to avoid getting in, in shut down? So what you have to do first is you have to look at the responses. And when you're looking at the responses, first of all, I would never send over 100 emails on a domain name that you you care about, right? Cole, and I'm talking unsolicited emails. So if you are going to send unsolicited emails, and it does work, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work, it actually does work. Uh, what you want to do is you want to be below 100. However, what you want to look for is you want to look for at least a 5% reply rate. And then you want to see at least a 10 to 20% or over that would be better, but over a 10% positive reply rate. And then of the negatives, you don't want to see really high, I'd call them very polarizing, like don't ever email me and I hope you, you know, whatever, right? Like you want to look for the, the reply rate first, which is a 5% or higher. And if you're getting under that, just stop, stop, because it means you're going to be getting rep reported as spam. And if you're under that, you're done. So don't just stop sending. You got to find a new message. You got to find a new audience. Your, your product doesn't isn't going well. Then you got to look for that 10% positive reply rate. That right there is what you have to look for. And if you don't see that, then I can tell you, we'll talk about how to do that. But that is the, the goal is to get that 5% reply and that 10% positive of those. So I think as a marketer where I've really struggled was one, getting sales to care about this problem. It usually took them feeling the pain of not getting any responses and, and just getting frustrated to really think about it. So one was getting sales right. managers to listen. The other thing I really struggled with, um, I couldn't change leadership behavior and convince them that we needed to look at what our best-selling reps were doing and base our communication on that rather than letting people who just came in the door do what had worked with them at prior companies or people who were just straight out of college come up with their own messaging because they think they have good instincts. Mm. And we want them to quote unquote learn, right? Yes. The problem is the learning now is, is actually has a real material cost on the organization. So what I ended up doing, because I couldn't change the behavior, I forced them. I warmed up some domains. I forced mm -hmm. them to, you know, create several email addresses under different domains, sign up for a bunch of newsletters to get the inbox start to go. And then periodically, I just make them switch what they were using. I would also gate in these prospecting tools, you have the ability to gate how many emails they can yes. send in a day. And 
I burned some equity with my sales leader because he totally didn't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, I did get a sheepish text after these announcements came back with looks like looks like that was the looks right like you were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> but it's you know, it's it's really bad because I think what's really hard to do is like, could you imagine though like Somebody could look at you straight in the eye, right? Somebody could say, Jesse, I'm going to go get a brand new group of salespeople, right? People who have never sold technology. They're new. They're probably within a year. Maybe they've had one other sales job. They never, they've never done it. They're going to go to a brand new audience and they're going to send them four attempts right? That's the average sequence, four to five and five, you're definitely blocked, but we're going to send four attempts. And here's what I want to tell you. I'm going to try to tell you that out of a thousand of those emails that they send, right? So that's probably to like, let's say that's 250 to 300 people. You're telling me you're going to get only out of those people, you're only going to see blocked. You're only going to see three out of a thousand of those emails reported as spam come on man like no way what what are where are you coming from and that is the problem i've seen out there is that there's some there's groups of people who are still perpetuating this has to do with not using their ai tool their report it has nothing to do with any of that stuff and the risk is your entire company is going to be blocked from sending any more emails to Google customers. That is a huge risk. And if you're willing to take that risk, good luck. Let's see what happens in 61 days because that is going to crush your company. When that happens, your CEO is not going to be looking for that SDR anymore. I'll tell you who just got on the radar on that one. It's going to be anybody who had any clue that this would happen who are even mentioned it and is in a middle management role because that person will be on the firing squad. And that's the problem I'm trying to tell people. And that's how serious this thing is. And I don't think, first of all, I haven't been happy with any of the leadership that any of the sales engagement platforms, the big ones, I think they've taken a backseat on this problem for about two and a half years now. It's time for them to come out and say, we shouldn't send unsolicited emails from the primary domain. That's how they got to start. Yeah. They should yes. block it in their platform. So marketers, it's you have to take responsibility for this. You have to convince leadership. Like I pause because Jesse's sentences prior to me speaking right now were exactly why you everyone should care about this. If your business can't send any emails, think of the impact that just 24 hours of that happening would have on your business, then multiply that by at least seven, because it's going to take a long time to get it turned back on. So at the yep. very minimum, if you can't convince the company to change their prospecting behavior and mentality, you need to get several domains warmed up now. And you have to force them to use those instead of the primary domain. There's just yeah. no way around it. And if they get blocked on those, hey, we've, we've, we will learn. That's a good place to learn for them, right? Absolutely. Uh, who cares, right? At that point, now it's it, the downside is, is it's still it's still a little bit of a weird situation, right? Like it's like, why is it coming from a different domain name? 
Now, I'm not necessarily, this is the other thing. A lot of people are like, I had a couple of people comment yesterday, like, why, why that's so weird coming from another domain. Like, I'm not necessarily advocating for that. And I don't think it works in all situations. It probably is okay in a startup. It's probably okay up to probably your series C or D. But once you start hitting the later stage rounds, you're probably going to have to stop all unsolicited emails, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not suggesting get domains like buymyproduct.com. There's a lot of variations like .info, .co, .us right. of your domain that you can purchase that are separate and won't completely blow up everybody else in your organization if you let sales go on those. Yeah, and you, you want to give them their own playground, right? Like they, they probably do need to learn. Like everybody in marketing experiments a lot. We all get our opportunities, but... What's changed is Google, finally they did it, right? Like it took a while, this took a while, right? And they were, the reason, I, I would argue that Google and Microsoft are the two two of the worst offenders on this problem, right? They kind of allowed it. Now, why can they allow that and other email providers can't? Pretty simple. They run all the inboxes. So if you've ever talked to anybody who's in a business, <laughs> ask them which email provider they use. If you find one person in the room that's not on Google or Microsoft, let me know because every single person is. Now, Will Microsoft follow suit? Probably. Yeah, they probably will. They're probably going to watch this from afar and see. And these are brilliant engineers at Google. They are not going to be stopped. They know who's using which tools. They know they can see it in the email headers. It's very obvious to them. But what you need to do is you need to get the number of unsolicited emails under 50, under 100, really. I mean, you could make an argument that that's even too high, but at least the and you need to do it on domain. I mean, the starting point is other domains. And that adds a whole nother world to your IT organization. And it, that's when you got to make the decision. Is this the right move for our business? And for some businesses, the answer is definitely no. Well, I think there's been something that's lacking that needs to be addressed. And that's the lack of enablement and ramp up period for these new reps that has to happen before we let them loose. And I feel like that's that's a hard sell for some startups, but it needs to happen. Yes. Okay. And what's really funny about it is, is the fact that, I mean, I was, when I was a new rep, and I probably don't want to admit this, but I, my goal was to send as many automated, you know, like, like you, you just, you don't care at that point, right? Like you're like, man, I just got to get my number hit, right? And think about it. Who sends the most and who send, who, who's going to care the least? The, the equivalent on the marketing side, I've always thought of the equivalent on the marketing side, this would be like running an ad to just the whole world, not caring, and then just waking up the next day and saying, oh my God, look at the cost of that ad, right? Well, this, this problem started in marketing though. I think I would be remiss if I didn't point out that yep. uh, marketers have abused contact databases for decades. And before GDPR and our marketing automation system started policing us, I worked for a company in revenue operations, not marketing, that had over 80% of their contact database unsubscribe. Yeah. When that's... It's bad. That's bad. That's bad. It was really bad. But wrong message, wrong time. We had people writing content that weren't familiar with the personas or the problems they were facing. People hadn't opted in. We weren't giving them high value content. There were so many reasons why that was happening. Ironically, the sales team would beg to have their accounts taken off the list. And then these prospecting tools came out and everybody developed amnesia. It's great. 
Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, you know, I, I like I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, I mean, I I like Ryan and uh, Ryan and, and you know Ryser and some of the group there, but I'll tell you, it's it's funny. He's kind of you know said, hey, it's a marketing email is a marketing job, and this is kind of proving a little bit more that it really is. I mean, if you're going to build a, an organization like this, you really need to keep this. I, I think this sales development, um, you know, you know the sales development like outreach stuff where it's it's kind of like cold email outreach. It's probably going to be centered around your marketing org because I don't think your sales leadership team is probably going to understand the ramifications here. I mean, if you have a really savvy CRO, they will because they'll understand sort of the revenue side. But there's not a lot of these folks out there. I, I do know a few in my network. You can look them up, like Andrew Ettinger, Jeff Miller, some people like that. But I would say that you know, there's there's definitely a group that is all about activity metrics. And if they see the email counter low, they're thinking automatically. But I would argue right now, the lower the number of emails you send as a company that are unsolicited to new people, the better, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. Well, and are we giving them the right KPI to chase? Right. Because when I looked into the data, and boy, did I look in the data, yep. the people setting the most meetings and selling the most deals sent the least amount of emails. The least amount of emails, exactly. Yep. Which is a you, great segue. It. It's a great segue in tomorrow's topic. Can't wait to talk to you. Jesse, thank you so much for being here and talking to us about this. Where can right. people find you online to learn more? Yeah, so uh, you could find me over uh, on LinkedIn. I uh, try to answer most of my questions there, um, most of the questions there. If you need anything, just message me. I, I usually try to do it. I put a lot of my links and a lot of the videos of, of this stuff, um, a lot of at least like even the podcasts that I've done. You know, I've been talking about this issue for a while. I predicted it back. I mean, it was right around the time on your show, almost a year and a half ago. And we, we I just talked about how I think your traditional sequencers are are going to have some problems, but you can find me on LinkedIn, DM me. I usually try to respond even to people I don't know. I mean, as long as it's not spam as it is, right? Um, but yeah, just, just DM me and I'll try to help you. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Please tell two friends, like, review, subscribe, anything helps. And for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com.